This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We continue with you here on CBS Sports Radio on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us, everybody, around the country. All right. We've been talking about Coach Belichick, talking about Coach Tomlin. Now, as a sports talk show host, I could stand here and yell and scream, this coach has got to go. He's lost the team. But honestly, do any of us know what that is really like inside the locker room or inside the clubhouse? Because it's kind of universal, whether it's people calling for Belichick's head or, hey, in New York, they'll call for Aaron Boone's head every once in a while. What goes on in the clubhouse, and when do you really know that the team his disconnected with the coach. So I'm going to actually bring in somebody who played professional baseball, who's been there, who knows how to do, who knows what it's like inside the clubhouse, inside a locker room. Uh, my friend Brett Boone is joining us right now. He has a great podcast here on the Odyssey app. It's called The Boone Podcast. Lots of great guests that he has every week on it. I talk about them all the time, so I figured, hey, let me hit Booney up to come on the program to talk about just coaches in general and what goes on in the clubhouse and whether we could tell that the team has stopped listening to their manager or their head coach. So let's bring Brett Boone onto the program. Booney, how are you? Good, Rich. How are you uh, doing? I'm good. Are you ready for Are you ready for the holidays? I, re- I am. I am. Kids are trickling in, and uh, we're going to have a full house. So, yeah, I always I, – I love this time of year. And So next few days, uh, you know, come, come Monday night, Tuesday morning um, – I'll be over it and I'll be ready for people to leave. But right now I I like when all the kids start trickling in from college and and where they are in the country. So yeah, I am looking forward to it. What uh, Boone family traditions do you have? I mean, is there a big gift giving exchange? Like we talked about this in the podcast. I called you um, Scrooge because you don't do the full blown gift exchange amongst everybody. No, with the adults, notwithstanding the parents so mom and dad they always get a gift from from us aaron matthew myself uh but as far as the families you know we don't give we used to and and the kids get to a certain age and they don't get gifts anymore uh and i talked about this aaron's wife laura a couple years ago got together with with my wife my ex-wife my mom and kind of had a powwow and said hey these kids are getting to be 16, 17, 18 years old. We're we're shipping gifts across the country. Why don't we just get them their own gifts and call it call it a call it peace right there? Uh, so as far as the kids know, my my brother Matthew has a has a four year old. So yeah, she'll get I'll something. see I'll see him Christmas Eve okay. and she'll get a gift. But outside of that, uh, immediate family gifts for the kids and and as far as brothers go, no, we do not exchange gifts. What's the best gift you've ever given your brothers? I don't I don't know. I don't know if I've ever given my brothers gifts. Uh Wow. Man, you I know, mean, when I think about I don't know Aaron gave was, you a nice watch. Aaron gave me a nice watch. Oh, I've given Aaron stuff, tons of stuff like that over the years, you know. It was uh 
you know, when, when I was it, cause Aaron was always four years behind me. So I'm sure, you know, I was in the big leagues, Aaron's in college and I'm sure I was sending him stuff that I got all the time. Aaron got me a watch last year. One of the few things he's ever gotten me. <laughs> Matthew, same thing. Matthew's 10 years, my, my, my junior. So uh, yeah, Matthew, I was always getting stuff. And you know, when I was playing and give him a little cash under the table and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but as far as in our adult lives, we, we really don't give gifts, you know, too often. If something cool comes up, yeah, we'll pass it on, send it to the other sibling. But as far as going out Christmas, buying, you know, Aaron, a, uh, a nice, nice leather coat. No, we don't do stuff like that. I, don't, I thought I wanted to be a boon. I don't know if I want to be a boon now. There, this is kind of you want to be a boon. Kid. No, my, you know who's the best gift gift giver, giver is my mom. Really? Even at this stage of my life, I'm like, mom, I don't need anything, and I'll get the best gifts from mom. She was, and she'll sneak over to me when you know dad's not looking. She's Brad, I got you one more gift. I mean, it's like I'm 14 <laughs> years old. Uh, but mom's always been like that. So, uh, what, you know, what do you and, want? And I appreciate. What do you want this year? I, I've, I've been going over this with, with people. They're going, oh, you, where do you see your gifts? I said, I didn't ask for anything. Here's what I wanted. I wanted three pair of sneakers. That's all I wanted. I have these, these certain kind of Nikes. I like these reflex. And I got a pair of nice, you know, for sneakers that now we're kind of in 2023, it's hip to wear a certain pair of patent leather cool sneakers with your suit so right, I, right. Think, I think i think my wife yeah i think my wife got me a couple pair of those but all i wanted was sneakers and these nikes because i get three pair and then they'll last me the year i'll have one that'll be my gym sneakers and then once you know the other two that i'm wearing on the daily basis when i'm not going to the gym they'll wear out after a while so i'll make them my gym sneaker so i'm pretty simple that's all i want but it, but i'll get stuff that that i i didn't ask for it'll be nice but uh it seems to be the theme around here. I'm spoiled now. You know what I want for Christmas? I want custom painted shoes. Custom painted shoes. I got a pair. No, I don't have a pair. Of you those. don't have we a pair. Au we auctioned them off for the it, for the Seattle Mariners. But you had a pair yeah, with the blue I get, podcast logo I get, on them. I can get those anytime. Now I want, and I've been watching that on tele on on YouTube. There's a guy named Marco, and he does these amazing custom shoes. Or he, he takes pieces of material, adds it. So that's what I'm not going to get it this year, but that's what I want next year for Christmas. What, what would you be rocking though on your shoes? I don't know. You you, you what are you going to put? You you're a man of many hats, Rich. I know. I I put the state of Arizona flag on it. Well, that sunburst you, flag. What if in three years you live in in? Uh, oh, by then I'd wear them out. Texas. Yeah, I, I, then <laughs> when I get to Texas, I'll put the Lone Star flag on. Maybe I'll put the Boone podcast on it since I'm on it, it uh, once a week. So anyway, enough of my nonsense. Uh, the reason I brought you on the program is at this time of year, uh -huh. end of the season, fans are always screaming for a coach's head. They always want it. They always want to know um, this coach need to go. And we see it in baseball. We see it in basketball, hockey. Now we're seeing it in the National Football League. So uh -huh. I wanted to bring on someone who actually played professionally, unlike me, who just sits and talks about it, to talk about when you know it's time for a coach to go. So give me your thoughts well, on, on the relationship and when it starts to get old. You know, I think, and it's kind of a cliche, but but when, when you're hiring a manager or hiring a head coach, you know, so be it in the NFL, you're, you're hired to be fired. 
one day you're going to be fired and I don't care how good you are and you can be the greatest of all times, you know, guys that come to mind are the, are the great managers of my generation. You know, the Lou Pinellas and the Joe Torres and the Tony La Russa's, the Bruce Bochy's. These guys just have Hall of Fame careers. But some there's going to be a time and a place where you're going to get fired. And that's just life. And that's moving on. Joe Torre comes to mind as one of probably the that run he had in New York. I don't know in, from a baseball standpoint you could have a better run than Joe Torre did with the New York Yankees. But his time came, and he moved on, and he moved on to the Dodgers. Bruce Bochy, one of the most beloved managers just coming off a World Series championship this year uh, in the history of the game. His time ran out in San Diego. He moved on to San Francisco. <laughs> in hindsight, what a great move. He, he won three World Series there. But the guys I played for, Davey Johnson, one of the best managers you know that 86 Mets team and he came to Cincinnati that was the most interesting one for me I played for Davey in 1994 that was the strike year we went wire to wire first place 95 went wire to wire won our division got knocked out in the second round of the playoffs he wasn't back for the for the next year and we were all shocked as players like how do you not lose and and kind of you're shown the door um you know, I, I played for a Bobby Cox, who's an Atlanta Braves legend. And at some point, it was time for him to move on. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. You're hearing a lot right now with Bill Belichick. I mean, who's ha who has a better professional football record than Bill Be Belichick? Eight-time eight Super Bowl champ, six as a head coach, three-time coach of the year. He, he, you can't even name his accolades because he's got so many. Uh, he's got over 330 wins as a head coach in the NFL. And they're calling for his head right now. Tom Brady left after the 2019 season. The last two seasons, especially 2023, has been real rough. And I, I chalk it up to he's been there for so long. Front offices change. Relationships change. Staff change. Decision makers change. And it comes down to when you're just not winning and, and you know, it's all you're hailed when you're winning and you have so much to do with it. But when you lose the head coach, usually the manager it's put on his head is you're the reason, even though nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with that. It's personnel and it's just not the right personnel at the right time, which results in a lot of losses, not a lot of wins. Okay. So Brett Boone's joining us right now here on CBS sports radio. Walk me through what it's like in the locker room because we hear this all the time. Oh, he's lost the team. The team's not listening to him anymore. Um, tell me what happens when and how a manager loses the, the locker room. It's a respect thing. And I'll tell you, all those managers I've named that I've played for, Davey, uh, Boach, Lou Pinella, uh, Bobby Cox, um, I played for a lot of great managers. There was only one time in my career that I knew that a manager I was playing for had truly lost the team. Now he he will go, he will remain unnamed uh, for this, for this yeah, segment, segment on CBS, but it was obvious. And, and it all came down to respect and the players, when the players start whispering and they start talking that he's the problem, because 
usually as players, we own it pretty well. We, we can look around and look ourselves in the mirror, know if we're playing good, we're playing bad. If, if we don't have enough talent on the team, if we don't have the right pieces, that's usually why you don't win. Uh, and, and when push comes to shove, I, I think the majority of players, if you asked them, said, because we didn't play well enough and we didn't play good this year and, and, and we didn't have a cohesive uh, bond in that clubhouse. There was no camaraderie. There was no, you know, we, we talk about uh, aura in a clubhouse. I've had, I, man, I've been on some great teams where it was unbelievable, where I, I didn't mind going to dinner with 25 other guys. And I've been on teams where when that game ended, you go choose your own friends. So I've, I, I've been on on the two sides of the coin, but I've only had one manager ever lose the clubhouse. And it was a respect thing. Nobody respected him. At the end of the day, uh, it was obvious. The writing was on the wall. And, and I don't think it's so much as players being outspoken. I, I was one to, I'm hired to do a job as a player. And I'm not hired to make comments on front office personnel or coaching personnel. That's not my job. Uh, but it was getting to a point where where the general manager is usually around the team quite a bit. Upper management is around the team. And the whispers got loud enough where it was pretty darn obvious. The writing was on the wall. And that's the only time I've seen a man truly lose a clubhouse. So is it overblown then? Because... Every time I look online, I look on social media, um, I, I see people talking on television, oh, he's lost the clubhouse, like it happens all the time. Do you think is the folks that cover the team but maybe aren't part of the team overblow that and just it's something that will get you a click or I can get people to call exactly. in and talk about it? It's somebody that has no clue that that i think you hit it on the head it's a click it, it's something to write that hey this is a good headline isn't it and that might be a reason behind it all uh but you don't truly know the players are the only ones that truly know when they've lost clubhouse now i'm not going to say that some some journalists that are around the team beat writers that are around the team day in and day out they might have some veteran uh veteran players in their air giving them giving them a few secrets here and there. So, no, I take back what I said. That's not 100% always the case, uh, that it is just a, a click or something ju that's just written to be written because it's a, it sounds like a catchy, catchy line in a smart way of, oh, yeah, you know, let me think about it that way. Uh, there could be times where, where players are talking and they, and they develop a rapport with these guys that are day in and day out with the team and they might give him a little information like yeah he's he's losing these guys half the team doesn't want to be here so yeah that that could be quite uh, there could be some truth to that but the bottom line is at the end of the day uh players are the only ones truly the guys in that clubhouse for for baseball those 26 guys football obviously it's a lot bigger number those are the only guys that truly know what's going on day in and day out on the on that level what would make you lose faith in your coach respect that's Ex it explain uh the way he treats the players uh is he honest with you is he deceptive with you uh does he say what he's gonna does whether you like it or not as a player there are certain rules that go on in a clubhouse and there are certain uh niceties that that are that are given to the player. Uh, if you're a veteran player, usually a manager, it's just kind of a thing where if you got a day off tomorrow, I'm going to let you know the night before. If you're okay. not in the lineup tomorrow and you're a regular, you're going to know. Now, when I came up as a rookie, 
my head was on a swivel. I didn't know. I came to the ballpark. I had to check the lineup. And now that, that's something you earn the right. longer you play. But but somebody that when there's niceties are are expected and, and the true professionals stick with it through good times and bad times. You know, I've been on teams that that have lost 90 plus games, but the skipper at the helm still you know, just because you lose doesn't mean those things don't still go on and, and they would stay true to their word. And I, and I think they all do. Um, just griping behind the scenes, the way guys are treated uh, and, and, and always on, you know, on every team I've been on, Rich, I don't think a great manager has 25 or 26 guys in the room that love him to death. I think if you got all 26 guys loving you, you're doing something wrong because somebody's always got to be pissed off. You always have a, have a group of people that are pissed off. They still respect the heck out of you, but at the same time, they're pissed. And what are they, what are they mad about playing time? Okay. Uh, I was supposed to play on Tuesday and I didn't. Uh, why did he give me two days off in a row? You know, I'm starting to see the ball better, that type of stuff. If everybody was happy all the time, I'd worry and think, wow. Because I, I know on many teams, on some really good teams, I was pissed off a lot. Uh, but for me, that was a, it ended up in my career being a positive thing. Because it seems like when I got angry and when I got a chip on my shoulder and mad about something, it seemed like I played better. Almost like they were, they were pushing my buttons on purpose. Some guys respond to that. Some guys don't respond to that. And that's that's the biggest thing for me, uh, being a manager or a head coach, is, is your job is to read people. And to, you know, at the big league level, at the NFL level, it's not uh, high school football where everybody's treated equal anymore. It's no, the, the stars are usually treated a little bit different. The personalities are treated different. The coaches, the managers that recognize people, read people and treat each one accordingly to, to get the same result. Those are usually uh, the most successful at, at, at what they do. Okay. So I quote Jimmy Johnson. We just got a minute here. I quote Jimmy Johnson a lot. Uh, I have to treat everybody fairly, but I don't have to treat them equal. Is that legit? 100%. 100%. You got to be fair. You got to treat at the big league level. Everybody needs to be treated like a pro. You are a big leaguer. You are an NFL player. Doesn't mean you get treated equal to the guy next to you. Last thing, retreads, because we're going to hear this, because you know, if Belichick ends up leaving New England, where could he go? Could he go to, could he go to the Chargers? Uh, if Mike Tomlin gets moved from the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, could he go to New England? Could Belichick go to Pittsburgh? But then we always have fans that call, I don't want to retread. Somebody who got fired somewhere else. Is that a concern? Is that a legitimate thing? I don't want someone who just got fired somewhere else because he didn't do the job there. Oh, absolutely not. Sometimes a change of venue is good. You know, Bill Belichick's been banging it for a lot of years in New England. I mean, a lot of years. And and maybe at this stage of his life, I mean, he's 71 years old. This stage of his life, maybe a change of scenery gives him that pep in his step that he's been missing. You know, you won so much. He's a legend in New England. Maybe a new new surrounding and, and a new atmosphere and a fresh start gives him that that passion that he's had his whole career when, when maybe right now it's dying a little bit. I think another NFL team that were to get a Mike Tomlin or a Bill Belichick after leaving their said ball clubs, that'd probably be a really cool experience and, and uh, it would be a win-win in, in both directions. All right, that's Brett Boone, folks. Check him out here on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Booney, who is coming up on the show? Who is coming up on the show? David Meltzer. He's a uh, he's a uh, 
entrepreneur. He's a motivational speaker. Interesting story. His life uh, rags to riches. He made a ton of money, lost it all, uh, and then regained it. So that'll be a really interesting one for me to hear. We're supposed to have Kirk Herbstreet coming on the program soon. Deion Sanders will be in a couple weeks. Uh, I'm kicking around the idea of having my eldest uh, kids on the Boone podcast, kind of a kind of has a Christmas special. Uh, John Morosi, uh, the the MLB insider, will be coming up soon. So we got a we got a lot of guests. Uh, Pat Perez from from the Live Tour uh, is going to be there in, sometime in January. So we got a lot of interesting guests coming up, and we just keep rocking and rolling. The Boone Podcast. Check it out wherever you get your podcast here on the Odyssey app. Brett. Thank you so much for coming on with me tonight. And if I don't talk to you, hope you and your family have a wonderful Christmas. Give my best to your dad. You got it, Rich. Merry Christmas. All right. We'll continue with you. This is CBS Sports Radio.